Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Arjun Chunder. Arjun Chunder has spent his career leading the development and deployment of advanced technologies for manufacturing operations and production. He is now the co-founder and CEO of Industrial ML, an enterprise data management platform which provides real-time data integration, analytics, visualization, notifications, and reporting for factory stakeholders. Well, good afternoon, Arjun. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Brian. Glad to be here. Absolutely. And I'm just as thrilled. We talk about this all the time on the podcast, but again, meeting a new person every single day is just awesome. And again, I appreciate you making the time to jump on across time zones as well. So Arjun, jumping right into the questions, you've got quite the career in technology. You're an MIT graduate a school that I attended for some certification work as well. So thank you. A great school. You're an engineer and now the co-founder and CEO of Industrial ML. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Well, uh, I guess I'll answer the second question first, because I think the first one, I don't really have a, a true secret, I'll say. But I guess what uh, what gets me out of bed every day is I look at a worker on a production floor Someone who, you know, may, hasn't necessarily been there for 40 years, someone who may have only been there for, you know, one or two. And manufacturing is ever more challenging. There's ever more pressure to have high quality and productivity. But workforces today are, you know, really transient. Uh, nobody stays in a job for that long. And if you do, you know, there's always a risk that the media always talks about, about the world leaving you behind. But that makes it that much more difficult if you're somebody like that to be able to do your job well in a really nuanced uh, manufacturing environment. So for me, perhaps the thing that's given me the most joy out of all the things we've done is seeing workers like that who, say, can just open up a mobile app, get all of their work instructions delivered right to them, and can interact with people and say, like, hey, I did this task, I did this task. and have the satisfaction of knowing that they've done their job the right way and knowing that it was easy to be able to figure out how to do it. That's the thing that's gotten me out of bed for, for a lot of the last couple of years. And that's that uh, ability to make it easier for people to be able to do their work well. That's the thing that that inspires me every day. That's awesome. And I love, of course, I love everybody's unique story when they come on the platform, but the fact that you get to work into some pretty cutting edge stuff is kind of right up my alley. And I get really jazzed about that. So thank you again. And, and, you, and you're doing you're doing an amazing job. I really are. So Arjun, as I mentioned earlier, we both spent some time at MIT. Could you tell us your biggest takeaway or best learning experience there? Well, I, I did my master's at MIT in advanced manufacturing. And I still have a relationship with MIT. And and honestly, that might be the biggest takeaway, that it's a community and uh, MIT has its fingers in so many different pots, especially in the entrepreneurial community, that there's no shortage of opportunity to do anything you want to do professionally from, from having been there. And there's so much value in maintaining your network there. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to talk about other schools necessarily, but there let, let's just say that there is a general feeling around certain other schools that the network is only valuable because of the amount of wealth that the connections have. And that's not the case at MIT at all. It's just that there are so many people 
around the ecosystem who are doing so much cool stuff. And so long as you have, you know, any ambition to do to to build cool technology or to help people, you're always going to find opportunities. Uh, so long as you you stay around that ecosystem, um, and I, I don't think I've encountered another place quite like that uh, since since I've uh, since I haven't been there full time. That is awesome uh, for for sharing that, and I've also recognized that as well. You know, I went there for several months for some coursework. Cert- yeah. certificate work. And I can tell you, uh, it, it's just amazing. Uh, people really want to make a difference in the world and the technology, the professors, uh, whatever you decide to do there is, is really, um, they're all in and, and they have one common goal. And that's what I really resonated with me. So thank you again, Arjun. I appreciate that. So yeah. Arjun, Arjun you're, go ahead. I also TA'd a course actually in executive education, uh, probably very similar to, to the type that, that you attended. Um, and I don't know, I, I probably had 20 different people connect with me on LinkedIn after that course. A few of them are still people I'm in touch with. Uh, so, you know, it, it's not even, uh, maybe that's another, you know, key takeaway to think about with MIT. It's a, uh, you do feel like at some point you're, you're an intellectual equal to the faculty. Certainly they consider you that way at some point. Um, because whether you're a teacher or a student, I think everybody appreciates that you could have something really valuable to contribute. And, you know, that, that's, uh, you know, another thing that I uh, hold very near and dear to my heart when I think about it. That's awesome. And you're right. Like you made a ton of connections on LinkedIn and, and the people reaching out. And I still actually uh, talk to a couple people. So this is great. And I'm, Again, you know, MIT doesn't pay us for this, but this has been certainly a great soundbite for them as far as a positive <laughs> positivity and, and maybe enrollment for them. But thank you. So Arjun, obviously that we're a tech platform. You're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies within your tech stack. Is there anything you might be able to share with us today? Sure. Uh, well, what we do uh, from a product standpoint at Industrial ML is we are building a full enterprise software platform that integrates data from a wide variety of sources. And that includes PLCs, other hardware sensors. It includes video, it includes audio, and it includes other enterprise IT sources like ERP or MES systems. And the way we deliver that to customers is in the form of three particular systems. We have a navigation system which provides a factory with a sense of wholeness of the operation. And, you know, that's mainly in the form of visualizations of all this integrated data in a series of dashboards. I think the most important source of real-time value is our communication system, where we provide real-time notifications of, you know, any important event in a factory. And that could vary from your furnace temperature is too high you need to send a message to your operator to lower it, to your engineer to inspect the machine, potentially to your salesperson to anticipate a delay you know, ahead of time instead of finding out about it five hours later. Uh, or it could be as simple as you've changed from product A to product B, here are your new work instructions. So running that full gamut, 
uh, our communication system is is probably the biggest way in which we help factories store and disseminate all their know-how and their practices to to all the stakeholders who need it in real time. Uh, and then finally, we take everything out of out of the real time context as well. We have historical reporting on everything that we do, uh, whether it's KPI reports or you know, records of of audio conversations on the production floor, uh, which makes it easier to have a common fact basis when, say, you want to update your practices. And you know, every single one of those things is something that we've had to build from the ground up uh, because we've attempted to integrate other, you know, other software technology in order to to make all of that work, but have found for one reason or another that either you know it didn't support real time in the same way or it didn't allow us the same amount of flexibility in the type of messages we could send or the type of destinations we could send to uh, so you know everything that we've done is i would say innovative technology but i think the most innovative part about what we do is that we're not primarily focused on just you know improving the efficiency of the factory or or advertising that as the thing that we do but that that transfer of know-how and practices to all of the stakeholders who need it, even if they're not necessarily, you know, people who have had 20 or 30 years of experience on the production line, uh, that being our, our North Star is, is, I think, what differentiates us. Very, very cool. Uh, I love that. And, you know, sometimes you find that uh, integrating with other systems, whether they be proprietary, which sometimes are more difficult or to open source it, you just can't find what you need and, and developing it from the ground up like you did is, is, is one way to tackle this. And so I yeah, appreciate I can, you. I, yeah. I can give you one particular example as well. Um, one of the things that we have, have built out is, is a concept of real time computer vision for, for quality control. And, you know, for somebody who works in a factory, it's, helpful because you can, you know, decide, you know, this steel tube uh, has a potential error, please inspect this one, or this one's really unlikely to have an error, you could bypass inspecting this one. Uh, it, it takes away the need to have that, you know, 10 years of experience on the steel tube line that allows you to have the eagle eye to spot that in spite of the fact that these tubes are moving at way too fast and speed for the human eye to detect. Uh, but the problem with, with doing real-time computer vision on a moving product as opposed to you know, a still product is very, very different. And you know, that, that is not something that we could just rely on an existing machine learning system to be able to do for us. We had to, to develop those algorithms for ourselves. So I, I wouldn't say that that's the, the, the big, biggest thing that we do. Um, but I think it's the easiest to explain example of of why we made the decisions that we did and, and some of the innovative things that we could do with it. No, that's a great example, honestly. So thank you again, Arjun. I, I appreciate that. And Arjun, switching gears a little, one more time here, last question. Could you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career either in tech or entrepreneurship? Sure. Uh, well, I can talk a little bit about my experience. Um, you know, I went into the aerospace industry for a couple of years after I left MIT. Uh, worked you know, as kind of a, a mixture of operations and engineering. Did a lot of 
supply chain, a supply chain planning type work, especially. Um, and, you know, I, I struggled a little bit with what I felt was suboptimal execution <laughs> relative to, you know, the best mathematical formulas that were available for all of this stuff. Um, but, you know, I, it, it was something that I didn't really appreciate that ultimately to make solutions work on a manufacturing line, you have to be able to develop solutions that are understandable and usable for everybody, not just necessarily the thing that you, um, you know, you get your local maximum on when you run, when you run some kind of integral, <laughs> if you, if you know what I mean. Um, and I think uh, that pivoted, that whole experience pivoted my thinking a little bit in terms of how I wanted to help the world to developing solutions that were easy for people to use and allowed them to get up to speed on, on critical stuff more quickly. Um, you know, one bit of advice I could give to budding entrepreneurs is, also, is, is to always be aware of that, that, um, Producing the the greatest bit of technology is worthless if people don't know or can't really use it effectively. Um, I think the other part of, of my experience, because from there I moved on to uh, a great 3D printing company called EnvyBots, uh, which which got sold about five years ago, and then I briefly went back to MIT before I before I started Industrial ML. Um, you don't necessarily escape uh, <laughs> escape company politics by migrating to a startup, uh, and that is a very difficult thing to manage. Uh, you have to be very cognizant of picking the right team, uh, and you have to be willing to accept that when you go into any entrepreneurial enterprise, it's going to be really hard, and you're going to have a lot of setbacks, and you need to be emotionally prepared to, to deal with all of that. I think that's probably a much bigger challenge than anything technical that, that any startup is going to face. And for, for a budding entrepreneur, being prepared to grow and, and mature emotionally is, is probably the thing that's going to get you through more so than anything that your company does. Final bit of advice that I can give is, you know, as I mentioned, I did my PhD kind of concurrently with, with industrial ML for, for a little bit before I I left it to focus full time on on the company, and you know I, I struggled a lot with that. It was it was not so much the the workload uh, of doing both of those things at once. It was just you know the emotional toll of not necessarily feeling like I was working on the same things and feeling as though I had obligations in multiple pots. You don't have to do everything. I, I think that's <laughs> that's a very critical thing for entrepreneurs to understand. There is a a large perception, and it's you know, promulgated by by a lot of people who who are around the startup ecosystem, that you know it's it's great to network in you know one industry or another, and it's important to sit on multiple advisory boards while you're also the CEO of your company, and it's great if you can do that. It's great if if uh, if that's something you're able to handle, but it's no shame at all if you can't. And you always need to think about what's most important to you and devote the right amount of energy to that until you know that gets to a point that you're ready to move on to multiple things.
Arjun, thank you. I appreciate that. You're absolutely right. You know, the more things you add on to your plate, uh, doing simultaneously, the quality obviously goes down in in a similar fashion, right? So very important. Uh, I'm glad you shared that. These are some amazing gems that our audience will now be able to hear. So thank you. And Arjun, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thanks so much, Brian. It was great being here. Bye for now.